Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Real spill all the reality TV news and gossip, and get ready to listen to our full, unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carlos King, reality TV producer extraordinaire, the host of Reality with the King, the most incredible reality TV podcast other than virtual reality. Of course, we are so happy to have you with us right now because there is so much reality TV drama happening. It's just like, I don't know, the world's in a weird and delicious spot right now. (laughs) It's delicious like the cheese cake at Cheesecake Factory, you know, the one with the strawberry and the the soft filling. This sounds a little bit X-rated, but I'm really talking about cheesecake. It's definitely (laughs) delicious. I want an avocado egg roll right this minute now. (laughs) (laughs) Danny, you'll get whatever you want, honey. Uh, God bless. Well, and I also love being able to talk to you because I love seeing clips from your podcast on Twitter because you hold nothing back and you always find a way and you know you do to piss someone off. And it makes me so happy because I'm not involved in the drama and I'm just watching Carlos saying your truth and someone not accepting the truth. <laughs> you are always causing trouble, Mr. King. Uh, listen, boys, I really, this is so funny. And, and I think you two can, can relate to this and attest to this. I do my podcast and for some odd reason... I literally zone out, I say how I feel, upload the video, and I walk away. And then once I upload a clip that my social media manager makes for me, I see all these comments and I'm like, wait, why are they mad at me? What did I say wrong? And then I watch the clip like, oh, that was shady. Okay. (laughs) I I literally, right? I I forget what I say. And it causes a firestorm, even with the cast members. Um, I talk about how Potomac Housewife called me and cussed me out. People said to me, Melissa Gorga thinks you hate her. And I'm like, oh, this is this is crazy. It's crazy. Do you, do you ever then reach out to the people you supposedly pissed off? And you're like, Melissa Gorga, girl, like, I, I don't hate you. Like, do you ever slide into DMs to clarify? No, because I know this. Because... Let's let's be clear. Trust no one. Okay. Uh, I know that if I send a DM, I don't let me listen. This is it's gonna come across shady. So I'm warning myself. Not you two. I'm warning myself. This is going to be viral and come across shady. Never trust a housewife to save your DM. I mean, protect it. They will screenshot that thing and use it against you when they need to. So I do this. <laughs> I recently did a video on Atlanta Housewives and I and I talked candidly about Marlo and her, her behavior. Mm. Boys, I uploaded the video and I said, you need to call her to warn her. So I called her and said, look, I said some things. 
I'm very honest, but I will also like to tell you to your ear. And she appreciated it. So oh. I, I do that. If I know you personally, I will give you a heads up. Like, people are going to take this and run with it. And my last point is, three hours later, she said, thank God you called me. She showed me a DM that someone said, Carlos King is talking shit about you. He wants you replaced and off the show. Which, by the way, I never said those things. Oh my god! Well, I'm glad that you called her. I also feel like Marlo is one of because Danny and I just had her in studio. She's one of those girls who can take it. Like I feel like she just appreciates authenticity and honesty, and like she can play as hard as you can. So she's you know if you're gonna say it to her face, like she's not scared to receive it. You know? Yes, I love her. I love her a lot. Now, have well, you I'm glad we. A... Oh, Wait, no, say, have, have you been making a lot of those calls to people besides Marlo? Because I could assume. Not all of them are going as dandy and peachy as Marlo's. <laughs> yeah. Get back in the mic, Carlos. So the Potomac housewife who shall remain nameless, <clears throat> she <laughs> sent me a DM trashing me, right? She trashed me. And I responded and said, here's my cell phone number. Let's talk. Because I'm not, again, I'm not going to say anything because I already, listen, I know the game. It'll end up on the shading room or on page six. Or virtual reality, right? I already, I know the game. I said, here's my phone number, honey, call me. So we spoke for 30 minutes. And the first 10, I let her talk. She read me for felt. The last 20 minutes, I said my piece and we ended well. She said, I respect you and I love you. We still follow each other. And we're good. So I don't do it to everybody only because... I I know that there's certain people who need it. Like, for example, Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore doesn't does not need a phone call. Sheree Whitfield does not need a heads up. Because they 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 don't care mm. about how people are going to take what I say and turn it around. So Kenya laughs it off. Sheree will text me and say, girl, they're saying you hate me. And she goes, LOL. So again, you, you have to know your audience. Ooh. So, well, uh, last question about this: Was it an OG or a not OG at Potomac? Oh, go ahead, Danny. It was a non-OG. Okay. I, I feel like, I feel ah! like you know it's almost it like is. we're playing Clue. I just went like, is it? Does she uh have a have a song or a single or an album? I'm not gonna say anything else, boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I want to go back to Sheree because it's an interesting time that we have you on the podcast, Carlos, because like your worlds are colliding. Martel from Love and Marriage Huntsville is dating Sheree on the show, and he came in roaring, causing a whole lot of drama. And I think that for Atlanta viewers who aren't necessarily tapped into Love and Marriage, what can you say about Martel's past? that would help them understand the reaction and sort of this, like, the, the fire he's getting coming onto the show and into Sheree's life? Yeah, no, great question. So Martel, when I met Martel, he was married to his then-wife, named, excuse me, named Melody. Martel is born... I'll do it over. Martel is born and raised in Huntsville, Alabama. He's a Southern guy. And if you know anything about Southern men, they are very traditional. They believe I'm a man. I'm supposed to do this. 
you're a woman. You're supposed to do that. He's very, very traditional. So long story short, on Love and Marriage Huntsville, Martel cheated on his wife with the mistress and had a baby with the mistress. Okay. Okay. Obviously, his wife filed for divorce. <laughs> X usually equals YZ. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So obviously, she filed for divorce. And now he's trying to figure life out without her. Okay. They were married for 14 years, have four Ooh. children together. So he, listen, he's a Southern guy. And unfortunately, this is a, a true fact in terms of statistics. Um, a lot of men in that region um, may cheat on their wives and the wives stay. Oh. And that's what they're accustomed to in that part of town. Not 100%, but it's a large percentage. So he assumed that he will fall into that great percentile of men who were able to remain married after cheating on their wives. So what you're seeing now is somebody who is dealing with being divorced and trying to figure out who he is after 14 years of being married. So he meets Sheree. I did not set them up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not the Patty Would singer. you have? Would you have? Or would you say, Sheree, girl, run. Oh, great question. Listen, I this, this, this is the funny truth. I've known Sheree for 15 years. I would have never thought that Martel was Sheree's type because the Sheree, the men that Sheree dated that I was aware of, they didn't look like Martel. Martel is a very handsome guy with a nice body. I haven't seen those type of men around Sheree, honey. So I was surprised. But I know that Sheree watches the show. So once I realized the familiarity there, I understood why there was a sort of like curiosity factor, if you will, like, oh, and they they hit it off. And I've seen them in I've seen them in private around each other. And they definitely have chemistry. I was like, how private have you been watching them? Ah! Did they release? Are you producing their OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> well, honey, they had an OnlyFans. I think that would break the Internet. Oh my god! Well, they look great together. I love the way that they look together. Do you think that long term, though, Martel is a good match for Sheree? See, this is what's so funny. I know that Martel wants to get married and have more kids. More kids? Oh, more kids! Oh, he okay. Martel wants the last count. I think he said seven. Oh, okay. okay. I'm saying very. That's what I mean. He's very traditional Southern guy. The more, the merrier. Um, and I don't think Sheree wants any more children. I don't think Sheree, in my opinion, I don't think Sheree is looking to get remarried or have kids. I think Sheree is living her best life. Sheree looks so good. Her body is banging. She, she I, I text her like, damn girl, you look, you look better now than 15 years ago. And 15 years ago, you were still a, a baddie. But yes. now, oh, I think she's so hot. So I think Sheree is enjoying her hot girl summer, winter, spring, summer, fall. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's hard to believe that she's a grandma now. Like, yes. grandmas are not supposed to look that hot. Hot, baby. It's kind of funny because you're saying, because also when you're saying that Martel was looking for kind of a more traditional wife role, because I can't really see Sheree doing that. And or wanted to be, I think she's kind of just like feeling herself being her own little empire. But I mean, like now that Drew's single, Drew likes being a wife. I don't, I don't know. 
I don't Could know. it be Drew? Danny, wait, that is a great point. Are we that's a problem? messy point. No, but Drew believes that when a man wants a baby, you got to make it for him. Baby, I know, honey, but and she's younger, you want... so she can have more. She kids. is, and like Martell is Drew's type because Ralph had the body. Oh, you two are good. You okay, know? no, okay, listen, now I okay, I'm, I'm seeing it now. If you base it off of tradition, mm-hmm. tradition of what drew liked in her soon-to-be ex-husband you're right ralph is attractive ralph has a nice body ralph is very traditional um ralph believes a housewife is is this and a man does that and what's interesting is he and martel definitely share the same beliefs okay so you're playing patty stinger danny is that that what we're doing (laughs) honestly yes Uh, Carlos, a while back, you hosted this incredible Atlanta OG reunion with Kim Zolciak, Lisa Wu, like all the girls were there for the most part. And so I'm curious to get your thoughts on Kim and Croy breaking up. Were you shocked? Beyond. That was not on my bingo card. Listen, I would say Sheree would marry Martell before Kim would divorce Croy. Like I... so. On my on my late night show, when I reunited the OGs, Nene wasn't available, but she was invited. Make that clear. Okay. So, Croy was there. He was in the green room. And you know, the thing with Kim and Croy is, Croy is always with Kim. Yeah. It was business as usual. They looked happy. It was as if nothing ever was happening. He was... It was a close set. She said, Carlos, bitch, now you know Croy has to come. I'm like, fine, girl. So Croy was standing behind the camera guy. You know, like, I made sure Kim understood. We want you to feel comfortable. I I, I did not predict this. And now I'm I'm reading all about, like, these crazy accusations. And I'm like, this is not the Kim and Croy that I hooked up. Now, I did hook that up. You did? Oh, so, oh, my God. So you were there when she went over and was talking about his butt and all that. Like, that was... That was you? The reason why... Okay, so quick story. Um, Season four, Sheree was doing the local version of of Dancing with the Stars. So it was the local Atlanta celebrities. Sheree was one of them, and Croy was a Falcons player. He was the other. Kim wanted to leave. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm like, look, girl, shut the f*** up and sit down, right? So she's like, oh my gosh, Carlos, he's so hot. I'm like, who? She said him. I'm like... Hmm, let me try this tactic to get her to stay. Yeah. So I approached Croy and I said, come here. And he goes, what? I said, you see that blonde over there? He was like, wow, she's hot. I said, she wants you. Come here. So we're filming. And Kim, if you ever go back to that clip, you can see how Kim is kind of like trying to leave. And then Croy approaches her and they start talking. And to this day, she thanks me. She said, I would have left that event if you did not bring Croy over there. And they exchanged numbers. So when she got engaged, I was the first person she told. And that's why me, Kim, and Croy have a great rapport. Oh, so then you must have been, like, particularly devastated when you heard about the breakup. Have you talked to her at all, like, after the news came out? This is the thing that I know about Kim. 
So some housewives needs they need a, a minute. Yeah. Because think about it, they're bombarded with like all the press calling them, the friends calling them the yeah. family. And I don't want to be another person bombarding her. So I wanted things to remain quiet because I thought things would be quiet after a week. I'm like, damn, bitch, y'all saying all this craziness is it's crazier now than it was a month ago. So I'm waiting for things to die down before I reach out. But she knows how much I love her. I said it on my podcast and I know she listens to it. Um, but I plan on like taking her out to dinner and just making sure that she and I have some one-on-one time. How do you think your friendship with Croy will be after the dust settles? Do you, do you feel like you'll have to take sides in this situation? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're team Kimsey. Uh, yeah. Uh, duh. I'm going to have to. So look, I, listen, I'm a very loyal person. And at the end of the day, I've known Kim for four years prior to her meeting Croy. And I love Croy. And I'm, I would never, I'm never going to bash Croy. Um, I'm never going to say anything crass about him. He's a great person, a great father. Um, but I, my loyalty will always lie with Kim. Mm-hmm. Always. And I do love when Marla was here, we asked her if she had any like thoughts or wanted to give them any uh, advice or helpful things. She said, I just need them to have prayers and a financial advisor. Yes. And that was so, a headline because you two are messy. And I saw that all over the blog. Marlo says they need a <laughs> CPA. I'm like, oh my gosh, Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you have witnessed many a reality <laughs> TV split. Do you have any advice or, or words of wisdom for Kim as she navigates this next chapter? And would you advise her to get back on reality TV? Because I hope you do. That's my only advice. It's like, yeah. look, bitch, shit happens, right? Shit happens. Yeah. Um, get back on TV because this is the thing. And I'm curious in what you two think about this. And I hate saying this because I don't want this to be about Croy. Okay. But I think we all miss the old Kim. We miss the Kim with the wrist solo cup. The cigarette. In the car. Cigarette. One cigarette in hand, the other <laughs> hand on the steering wheel, the red solo cub in the in the middle console, and she's playing country music. She's singing along. She walks into a scene. Uh, she has fun. I I used to enjoy working with the OGs of Atlanta because when you got Nene, Kim, and Sheree in a room, you guys have no idea like the hours and hours of unaired footage of them like having fun. And the thing about Kim, which everyone grows, right? When Kim got married, and I get this, she was no longer that person. So mm. Kim did not want to hang out with anybody. She was like, I want to be at home with my with my man and our kids. So now that she's going through a divorce, I would love to see Kim back next season because have you guys seen her recent photos? Like, the bitch is hot. I mean, she's she is snatched. The waist is wasting. Ah! It's wasting no time. That's what the waste yes! is doing. Yeah. It's well, right. yes. she, she did leave some comments on Instagram. Like some fans have been like, girl, get back on TV. Like, when are you going to get back on Atlanta? Like, when are you going to get back in front of the camera? And she's like, I'm I'm doing it. Like she's teasing, like it's happening. And I know that she's going to make a cameo on the second half of this current season of Atlanta. But I mean, have you heard anything about a new Kim project, her reclaiming her peach? Oh, well, uh, 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 uh. Oh. What does that mean? 
<laughs> oh, he is taking a. Oh, he's taking a sip. Ooh. I feel um, like... let's just say <laughs> I may not have been talking to Kim, but other people have. Okay. I, well, I love to hear that because there really is Kim to magic to Kim yeah. Zolciak. Like she belongs back on our screens. And I, like you said, like she's entering a new chapter of life. Now she's in her single girl era. And it would be nice to see her in a, a setting that is vastly different than Don't Be Tardy. Because like we, we've seen her in the house. We need to get her out of the house. Get the bitch out the house. We need yes. Kim Zolciak out the house leave would you match make her again or is it kind of like a one and done with carlos no listen honey listen honey listen honey okay i'm done in the matchmaking field okay. i listen i want to but this is the thing and kim's gonna kill me when i say this but <laughs> i'm gonna say this anyway i want kim zoziak to get her hot girl spring, summer, fall, winter on mm. and date a bunch of young, hot guys. It's good sex. No, you know, I, I want Kim to like have no commitments. Just date a bunch of men, preferably between the ages of 27 and 32. Because I, 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 I want Kim. Kim always, Croy was younger, right? Yeah. I forgot how, how many years, but he was younger. Big Papa was older, right? I want Kim to just, I want her with an investment banker. I want her with a guy who has like all this money to buy. Because let's be clear, Kim's new man needs to be super rich. But I want Kim to be with one of those hot young YouTubers who's like 24 and he made all his millions on YouTube and he could like cover everything and like have enough stamina to like keep up with Kim. Well, okay, also, they're good, like, too, because they throw their money. Because an investment banker, they're not that fun with their money. A 25-year-old YouTuber who doesn't know what a checking account is, Kim, find him, and then I'll come with. I'll come with. But, the, but I, first. The, one, the one problem I see here happening is that, like, are Kim and Brielle, like, fighting for the same ah. man? You know? Even like, better. Don't you want to see show. that? That Honey, you want to see that on the next season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta? <laughs> Imagine Kim and Bria on a double date. With the same guy. Oh. It's just a mirror. <laughs> but, but no, this will be it. I want... Oh, guys, let's produce it. Okay, here it is. Next season, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Kim Zosiak is being set up by Brielle. Brielle has a boyfriend, and it's Brielle's boyfriend's friend. Because you know how, like, when... you. You, you know, boys, when you like a guy and the guy said, uh -huh. I have a friend, but yeah. I got a friend too. So we'll set our friends up. I want Brielle to set up camp with her boyfriend's friend. And I want to see those two out on a double date, but not, not like at Nobu or at a fancy restaurant. Uh -huh. I want something where these young people party, do some weed, drink. You know, I want it to be fun and just like, Super active. Like with Everclear being poured into Jungle Juice. Yes. <laughs> All of that he and needs... more. And like staying out to 3 a.m. Well, honestly, there's so many single ladies on Atlanta now. I feel Kim could come and kind of get them all to like feel themselves a little bit more. Yeah, no, that's what I want. And the other thing too, maybe I'll hook up Kim with one of the Huntsville guys. Oh, <gasps> that would be, yes. I would Sheree and Martel, Kim and another guy from Huntsville. Yeah, because Sheree and Kim, I know, are they're, they're on good terms these days. Like they're close. Yes. That would be like a, like a great re-entry into the franchise. 
for Kim. I would love to see that. I want Kim with Logan Paul. <laughs> what? <laughs> what would you just say? Wait, okay, Carlos. You can't just like say that and that's explain yourself, Carlos King. <laughs> I want Kim with Logan Paul. Like, who says that? I, like, tell us what you who mean. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> Like literally no one, not a single soul. Carlos King. I want Kim Zolciak with, with Logan. That's it. Okay, are we gonna be honest here? Yes. Okay. Face, just think about the face. Okay. Okay. Logan's hot. He he's good looking. He's good okay. looking. Okay. Yeah. Great great body. Okay. Okay. Kind of controversial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Super rich. Okay. okay. Now you're you're convincing me that this and will take him on a notorious ride, and I mean that literally and figuratively. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, so you have some you have some insider knowledge about Logan Paul that I'm ah! I'm clapping for. Okay, good for the Paul. Oh, good for the Paul God bless. Oh yes, private jets. You know, my high club. I want camp to get banged in the in the friendly skies. Oh, we loved it. We love that for her. I also know that would really get everybody all eyes on Kim. Everybody would be talking about that then too. Kim would yes. have her own major resurgence. Yes. I'm telling you, Kim needs it's sort of like when Kim Kardashian divorced Kanye and started dating Pete Davidson. And we were like, what is this? It's so weird. But we were kind of into it because it was uh-huh. so weird. I don't want Kim with something expected. I want her with something super... What Kim Kardashian did was, let me choose a guy who, allegedly, has a large penis, but who also is like a mystery. And he's the hot, young comedian of our time. Kim likes relevancy. Both Kims do. So Mm -hmm. I want Kim to date somebody unexpected to get her all the press she needs and all the bid pressings she needs. I love that you're like, they need to be unexpected, unshowered, with a huge <laughs> That's what every girl wants at the end of the day. <laughs> what a girl wants. Yeah, it's a full, full on with that. God bless. Well, now what I'm curious, I want to know what you want, because obviously we've been talking so much about Atlanta, but Jersey is also in full swing right now. I want to know what you want next season, Carlos K. Are you, I, obviously you're not team Melissa because- I, she thinks that you hate her. Which, by I, the way, Melissa, if you're listening, because I know you are. I do not hate you. I, I, It's so crazy. I do not. Once and for all, I, Carlos King, do not hate Melissa Gorga Lopez. We're, we're clearing That's that up. I call her Emlo. Emlo, I, I do not hate you. Let's be very <laughs> clear. That, I, think, yeah. I think she's a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. So, um, but I'm also very honest. I didn't watch um, the entire season. I watched the first two episodes, then I watched the finale, the pre-finale, and then Teresa's wedding, and of course the reunion. I think I speak for everybody when I say we have to get off this Melissa versus Teresa. It was at one point in time, and I did say this to Teresa, I said at one point in time, Melissa was great for the show. And Melissa brought out some great moments out of Teresa, is what I mean. Um, and Joe Gorga is a great, fantastic reality star. He's wonderful. He's 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 a gift to that show. 
And I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Melissa and Joe, at one point in time, were super great for the show. Ten years later, what's happening is you're forcing people to be around each other who literally hate each other. And I hate saying that because I have siblings, and I could not imagine hating my sibling. They will never like each other. It's, 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 It's never going to happen. And the moment I realized that you guys lost both your parents, and that sometimes brings family together. And I think they tried at one point, but this is my opinion. I think if Joe was not with Melissa, I think Joe and Teresa's relationship would be better. I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, Melissa and Teresa can't stomach each other. And Joe Gorga will always choose his wife over his sister. Mm. So I want, I I don't want them around each other. Now, what what does that mean? Do you want Melissa fired, right? I said this, either you put Melissa on pause and Teresa continues on with the show, or you spin off Teresa and the family. Melissa stays, uh, but Teresa plays like a guest starring role like Heather Locklear O'Meara's plays you know <laughs> it's like oh shit Heather's here or should I say yeah. Amanda Amanda's here shit's about to happen right because we all love Amanda <laughs> so I would prefer that too I would not be mad at that because last but not least my opinion and I would love to hear yours I can't see Jersey without Teresa I mean I like for the record, like Danny and I are big Missy G stands. Like we love her so much, but we can also appreciate Teresa. And, you know, she really is, as you say, Nini is the face of Atlanta. Like Teresa is the face of New Jersey, but I'm, I'm curious to know from a producer standpoint, Carlos, like when I, when I'm on social media and when I'm watching the polls on watch what happens live, like what I'm seeing is a lot of pro Melissa it seems like the the tree stumps are getting weaker and smaller. Do producers take that into consideration when it comes to casting? Like, are you looking at social? Are you tracking that as you make those kinds of decisions? I don't. Personally, I don't. I do believe other producers do, however. The reason why I don't, and I'll explain to you why others do from my standpoint, I don't because I know that social media is a cesspool of people who have various opinions, depending on the time of day, depending on, let me go with the popular majority, or let me just say this because I know it'll it'll create a lot of engagement, Mm -hmm. and I like to argue with people. So I don't pay attention to social media. There's people on um, a few of my shows that social media fans are like, fire them! And I always say this, if you want somebody fired, that means they're doing the job. That means they're a villain, a good villain, meaning good for the show, maybe not good for you because they're going against your favorite, but they're good for the show. And that's why I'm honest to say, I thought for the longest time, Melissa was great for the show. So I do think, though, that some producers nowadays are taking social media into account. And I'll, I'll give you examples. When you look at Ramona, um, Tamara Judge, Lisa Renna, these are three very controversial people that social media alone hated them, called for their dismissal. 
And what is so funny, the moment Ramona wasn't asked back to the original legacy, fans went crazy. No Roni without Ramona, right? Tamara Judge got put on pause. Fire her. She's desperate. She does the most. She's on pause. That season sucked. And she came back this season. Then you had Lisa Renna. And now people, and I'm sure you guys heard this too, I heard Beverly Hills was a snooze starting off because nobody wanted to fill the shoes of Lisa Renna, who was like, I'll call you out, bitch. I'll call you out and I'll do that to you. <laughs> and I think at the end of the day, maybe Garcelle and Sutton don't believe this, but I believe the other women appreciated that that was Lisa Renna's role in the show because it helped them get story. And everybody wants to be a part of having a great show. Mm. And Lisa Renna gave that to Beverly Hills. So... I do think nowadays people pay attention to it. But I'll say this, honey, and quote me on this. If you get rid of Teresa Judice, picket signs all across the peacock. (laughs) The peacock! (laughs) Wait, I gotta know, because you love Trey, and I feel even the tree huggers are kind of mixed with this. How are we feeling about Louie? Yeah, you have to have opinions. (laughs) Oh, this is a great question. And I do get asked this a lot. So, number one, I've never met him. Okay. I've never met him. Um, when I was on Heather McDonald's podcast and answered the question about Melissa that went viral, Louie commented and said, thank you for telling the truth. Um, my wife has been through a lot. And he's been very sweet to me in terms of the social media. We never met in person. Um, and because I haven't watched this season, a lot of people are saying to me that I need to look out for Teresa based on his behavior on the show this 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 mm-hmm. season. So because I haven't watched it, and this is a true story, I don't know what's going on. Now, I did hear, because I watched the reunion, about him wanting Alexia first, which I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. And then there's something about the fallout between Dina and Teresa and, the, and you know, the husbands. They're saying it's his fault. They're saying he knew where she lived and that's how they met. So it's all these things that I'm hearing that I'm like, okay, I need to digest this. So I'm waiting until part three reunion of Jersey and I got to watch back this season to really form an opinion. Because I know that if I say something, it gets like, it goes there. So that's a long way of saying (laughs) Because I haven't watched this season, I only know Louie based on his interaction with me. Mm-hmm. And to me, he's been nothing but nice. Well, I am like curious, Carlos, if you if you're producing a show and one of your cast members is involved with someone and terrible things just keep coming out about them, like with with Louie, it's a lot of like abuse claims. His ex-fiance just got filed a restraining order because he allegedly hired a PI to stalk her at her place of work. It's like it's like one thing after the next. Like he allegedly shoved his ex-wife's head into a metal pole. There, that's in a police report. So if if your talent is with oh. someone like that, do you feel a responsibility to sort of step in and be like girl, like like intervention style? Well, no, so this is it. <clears throat> when you're a producer on the show, obviously your job is to follow the reality, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you two get this because you interview a lot of housewives who all of a sudden 
they become friendly with you and you're like, oh, you start to hang out and there's a friendship that that develops, but you don't want to cross the line in terms of like, look, bitch, you need to, right? So I'll say this much. When you are a producer, your job is to follow the reality mm-hmm. because you're not, you're not allowed or supposed to enforce your opinion onto someone's life. Your job is to document that life. That's that's the number one rule in reality television. Because the lines get blurred because you're around each other six days a week and you do develop a friendship. So I'll give you a good example um, of Jersey. So when Danielle was going through the book controversy and the table being flipped, um, I was Danielle's producer. That was season one. Season two, Danielle said, you're banned from my house. She told the, she told everybody. Oh. How, oh, she told all the higher ups. I don't want Carlos around me. And they're like, why? Like, he loves you. You love him? She said, when the show was airing, I did not reach out to her to check in on her. And I said, but Danielle, I'm a producer working on other shows at the time. And she said, I thought you were my friend. And I said, I, I am your friend. So that's when I realized, oh, the lines get blurred. So she she was on my podcast and we talked about this. And she said, I regret doing that to you because I did not realize being a newbie mm. that you had a job to do. You fulfilled the duties of the job. And I didn't realize that as a producer, are we friends? Yes, but not to the point where you're checking in on me after every episode airs to see how I'm doing. And that's the unfortunate part about this business. So when you see what these accusations are against Louie and you're Teresa's producer, it truly is her job just to follow it and not to involve yourself. Because last but not least, you don't want the storyline to be ex-producer said I should leave you and that becomes a narrative. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 oh, and honey, it, it, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> is there anyone, because now you have a whole slate of program programming at own, which is like so incredible. You have the love and marriage franchise and then bell collective. Is there anyone from the housewives world that you wish you could pluck? I know you tried it with Monique in DC, which I loved. I loved. And unfortunately, I did too. that was short lived. But is there anyone else that you wish you could just sort of like snatch over? A current housewife that's on air right now? Or or anyone in the housewives anyone? world? Oh, honey, Mimi, Portia. Oh. oh, honey, those are easily my top two. Oh I would goodness. love to dance with those two again. And it's funny because yesterday, Portia posted a picture of herself with Nini and their, well, Portia's husband, Nini's boyfriend. And guys, I got so many comments tagged saying, Carlos, love and marriage, Atlanta. (laughs) Yes. Yes, though. Yeah. Let's start it. (laughs) Well, you know, they're very expensive. So we got (laughs) to. Well, I mean. Nini and call we- Oprah. Call Oprah. She's got the funds. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm, that has to be it. And I'm also wondering too, because obviously you have done so many different realms of worlds in the reality space, and I know it's obviously hard to think until you like see the talent to focus on. But is there like 
a realm or a lane of life that you're like, oh, I would love to do a show about that. You know what I mean? Or is there something that like you've tried to do that just hasn't taken off? You know what I mean? Yes. Uh-oh. I never told you on this. Uh-oh. Uh, a few years ago, I was introduced to this L.A. establishment. And these wonderful women working at this establishment in Los Angeles. And it was a strip club. Ooh. And I, because I'm a storyteller and, and a journalist, I was so enamored with their personal story. Because I always wanted to know, I'm getting so deep here. I yeah. wanted to know the psyche of why a woman chooses this profession, right? And I interviewed like 10 women and I was fascinated by the choices in terms of why they're doing this. Some were, I'm truly, I'm paying for my tuition. Um, um, I, 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 I'm a single mom. So the fact that I can work from like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. while my son is asleep and I get to come home and take him to school, like I was fascinated. And then... Yeah. Because we love Housewives and all the female ensemble dramas. There's so much drama in strip clubs amongst the girls. It's about like, it's so juicy. So long story short, I pitched that all over the world. Thinking to myself, like, this is good. No one bought it. But I said that to say, no one. So funny. I was like, this is so bad, guys. I said, this is like Housewives at a strip club. You don't understand what I'm trying to pitch you. And they were like, get this out of our <laughs> what was the what was like the the critiques that you heard like why why didn't it move forward like when when you showed it to people it's it, they felt it was way too salacious like uh, it it and listen this is way before streaming became like a thing um so think about like all the blurs of the, <laughs> of oh, the areola that the, <laughs> you know, the customers Yes, if you yeah. want to tell the, the like, what guy's going to say? Because, right. listen, half of them are married. So it was, to their point, again, this was years ago. To to the network's credit, they were like, there's no way you can produce this show the way you're pitching it. Yes, it's fascinating, but how can we show that? And I only think that type of show works on premium cable, like a showtime, yeah. where you can show the body parts in a yeah. respectful way, and the men allowing themselves to be seen. Would you revisit this idea now that streaming has exploded? It would have to be a situation to where I'm able to really make the show how I want to make it. Because if you want to, if you have to go there. And I think that's the reason why when you look at the Abbey, remember that reality yeah. show? Yep. We've all been to the Abbey, right? And I'm like, this ain't the Abbey. Y'all show it, honey. <laughs> this ain't it. The Abbey is a mess in a good way. But because it was on a cable network, you can't show that world in its raw, no pun intended, purest form. Yeah. What do you think, Carlos, of Real Friends of WeHo and the way that kind of wasn't the ultimate reality TV disaster? I I just feel like there's so much to unpack here. In, okay, in your wait. eyes. It's a Brad My- Brad world. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Shady. Shady, honey. Look. And listen, I we all can say this, right? The gays are tough. You can't. 
Yeah. The gays are. are tough, baby. The gays are hard to please, honey. We're tough. We're tough. So look, I, I, I'm going to say several things about it. I appreciated the intention of showing our culture on primetime reality television, right? The, the number one mistake that was made to me was the title. You can't copy the Real Housewives franchise and pretty much call it the Real Housewives of the Gays. You know, like, you yeah. you might as well say, and I, I even think the marketing was, if you like Housewives, and it's like, this is not, <laughs> don't, don't play with us. Like, you can't yeah. compare it. Make this show, it's, oh, I hated the title. Yeah. Because it made people hate the show based off the title because you were taking this beloved franchise that is international, that we all have a very personal connection to, and try to say, for all you gays who watch Housewives, then watch this. And that's not fair to us, right? right. So the title was one. And also, Real Friends, they all met the first episode. And they even said I that was, on the show. <clears throat> I was just about to say that. So call it the Real Friends of Reho and saying, we don't know each other. We love Housewives, the, the initial origin, because these were real friends, right? And then as seasons progress, you you know, you cast somebody to get to know the rest of the girls. But the origin were real friends. That was mistake number two. They're not friends. They don't know each other. And I, I watched like two episodes and there was a scene where the guy was like, I'm not, I would never hang out with these people. What, why should I watch this show? It was the wrong group of people because they did not know each other. And then, listen, I lived in West Hollywood. We all know about West Hollywood. Um, and I also feel like if you want if you want to do something groundbreaking, show me some gays in a in a part of town that I never heard of. You know, like I want to see some gay cowboys. I want to see some gays. <laughs> Who do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I'm gay, but I live in Mississippi or Oklahoma, and this is how, like, make me so curious to be like, how does a gay cowboy live, or what is that lifestyle like? Yeah, okay. Well, it also is funny that show is going to be on Issa Rae's IMDb for the rest of her life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know she makes a little cameo. I don't think she knows she was on it when she was filming that cameo. <laughs> They, they Did you guys watch the fun. whole season? No. That Meredith Marks also made a cameo. There were some like fun, fun sightings on that show. Okay, so Danny said he did not watch the whole season. Did you, Evan? I watched, I think, two or three episodes. I, I, I was curious to finish the whole season, but I, you know, I'm, I have a busy TV schedule. And <laughs> it was hard to fit in, and then I just feel like it lost. It lost me a little bit because not only was there like the Real Housewives component that like the Real Housewives fans were immediately dogging it, but then we cut into RuPaul's Drag Race time and I'm a big Drag Race fan. And after I've watched mm. 45 minutes of Drag Race, I'm like not inclined to, you know what I mean? I just want to watch Untucked right after. I don't want to like <laughs> go see Todrick choreograph a video he's not paying his dancers for. Like I, oh, you know, I, I, ah! <laughs> but i don't know maybe i'll revisit it no you won't no you won't <laughs> that, yeah you're right i probably won't <laughs> it's not gonna oh, happen but, but 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 good effort just just wrong wrong just wrong all around but but i want to say this i want to see the gays 
on television. We're fun. I'm tired of us being the sidekick to the women. Oh, yeah. I do her hair. I do her makeup. Or I'm her assistant. Like, we have a full life, too. So I really want to see that. Did you watch the A-list back in the day? I did, and I enjoyed the A-list back in the that day. That was good. I yeah, they were loved, real friends. Yeah, the A-list in New York, that that was good. That was a good time. And then even Dallas, I know it didn't really take off the same way, but it was like it was still fun. It, I enjoyed the A-list. Yeah, absolutely. I really yeah, did. Oh Riken, who else? Was, Rodney. Like, oh, there are some good characters on there. And then Nicholas, the hair guy with the babies. Yeah. And they yeah. have great personal story. And to me, it was it was refreshing. And I again, I think it was the cast was a mixed bag of like randoms because they mm. just did not have rich history. And when you start a reality show with people, you got to have rich history. Mm-hmm. Take it from the king, guys. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.